Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopskicksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. Hello ladies, gentlemen and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum and welcome back to Stardom Quest, the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world. I'm as always Alex and I'm joined by Dylan. Hi Dylan. Hey Alex, hey guys. So um, obviously today we are all here to talk about one huge thing. Of course, I've been I've been waiting for this to happen for so long. Kyrie Hojo is not back in stardom. She opened a, a gym in Japan and that's the only thing that she, she has done. There's been nothing else. Um, y'all all got completely bamboozled. Uh, y'all got your hopes up. You never do that. Uh, and this is on you. I'm, I'm making fun of you right now. I hope you know that. That, that That's on you. They got your hopes up, and then nothing happened. And I want you to think about that. For the next million times that, that a wrestling company does this, never get excited about things. Because life is pain. Nevermore. I mean, that is, yeah, <laughs> that is one way of taking a victory lap, I guess. Um, I realized that what I was saying sounded like a fucking, like, Edgar Allan Poe type thing, so I just ended it with Nevermore, of course. So you have to. I see. Um, well, speaking of somebody else who isn't going to be in stardom, uh, it was announced Aww. a few days ago that Konami will be taking a hiatus from pro wrestling and uh, in the process of that her contract with stardom is going to expire and so she guessed. yeah so she um I, I don't think she'll be wrestling at all next year her comments made it seem like if i'm healthy enough in time i might be back in stardom in 2022 but like i think she's maybe looking at a bit longer of a, a window there so that kind of confirms that like a few of us i know Velka's was probably the first person to really flag it. And then I kind of jumped on that bandwagon when they did the UDF stipulation a second time. And, you know, the Siri kind of crying after their match and the tweets and all kind of really had me thinking that Konami was on her way out. And now we kind of have the confirmation that she is taking time out. She's taking a hiatus from all of wrestling, um, presumably to deal with her health issues that kind of kept her out there for a little while um, and prevented the Siri match. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of the big news is Konami won't be with Stardom uh, after Ryugoku. She's leaving after Stardom Dream Queendom. Um, we'll talk about her match there in a minute. But uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see Konami go. 
I'm very upset because this means that Sprite is no longer going to be buying pay-per-views for me. Um, and that sucks. Wow. That is, yeah. He said, okay, so so none of us are watching Stardom after after December 29th. And I was like, Sprite, god damn it. <laughs> Can't be doing this Poor to thing. me. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it's it's a shame. Um, mm-hmm. Part of me looks at on the bright side that if and when she comes back, sorry, I'm eating a Twix. It's, it's kind of, it's very caramel-y, so, you know, um, hard to chew, hard to. You've been eating a Twix for like 15 minutes now. What the fuck? Okay, it's a big Twix, okay? I'm I'm a slow eater. Chill. Um, the, the you know, optimist in me thinks that like when and if she comes back, she will have like a complete rena- renaissance. I think that she um could definitely do that and like just go on a tear from there. Um, I think that as of now, she's sort of uh gotten a bit uh not complacent but just like her her status and stardom has been kind of uh you know the same spot for the past few years so i think when she comes back either you know to stardom or just to freelance wrestling i think she could definitely have a huge you know huge comeback and a huge um run afterwards of just like great stuff that she does so that's that's my looking at optimistically though obviously you have to look at it you know in the reality that we live in she isn't going to be around for a while um and she will obviously be missed i think that she's you know on when she's on her game she's one of the best in the company uh like when she really really sets her mind to it she's just you know fucking insane but yeah i i am going to miss her a lot i know we talked about this for the past few weeks that's like oh she might be leaving um and it didn't get announced until before the shinjuku face show so um always a shame to see them go but it happens I hope she recovers yeah. quickly. Yeah, I mean, the door, based on her comments and uh, Rossi's comments, like, I don't think she's going to be gone. Like, uh, the door seems to be open for her to come back when she's physically able. I think she might do some freelance stuff while she's kind of free agent. Maybe she'll just pop up and do a show or two outside of stardom, but I do think she'll be back eventually. Um, but somebody pointed this out. I saw a tweet about it, and it's actually insane to me that in 2022 core three members of tokyo cyber squad won't be in stardom and that's just like that's ridiculous i mean in 2019 they were brand new like that was their first year together like they were brand new they were the hot new thing they were you know getting all this momentum and now we're going into 2022 which is just you know three years later um and they, you know, the group is is going to be gone, uh, which is ridiculous. It's just so difficult to wrap my mind around. It it gets worse when you kind of think about it. That's like, uh, but obviously, oh, things change. Who would have thought? Like that's that's you know, sort of how stardom has been going. I think you said on Twitter that's like, uh, stardom went through like a five or six year, um, time lapse in the past mm-hmm. two years. So it's like you know, that's how much it's changed. But like. A week and a half from now, two weeks from now, uh, no faction is going to have its original leader except for Stars. And even then, Stars is two or three main other or four. Every other member of Stars has left Stars. Mm-hmm. Like either either every group from two years ago has their leader gone, or is Stars and has every other member of Stars gone, except for Hana. Like that's kind of insane. Like. 
<laughs> no group is like even remotely similar to what it was even a year ago at this point. Like, I guess yeah. a year ago was December, but like a year and a half ago. Yeah. No, I mean even like except for DDM. <laughs> DDM. Yeah. Um, but you never yeah, know because no, they're running with this whole uh, kind of. Oh, they are. Sure. That's true. This whole trouble in in paradise type thing. Do you think anybody in DDM goes to QQ? This is completely off topic. We'll get into it later, but like just flat out there. No. 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 So I could I could see they need a they need a fifth in Queen's Quest. I'd say there'll probably be a signing. Yeah. Well, that's why I thought that the big announcement was going to be, but <laughs> we're both no. here now, and we see that was not the case. That's yeah. That's not. That's unfortunate. Um. Yeah, before or after Konami announced her hiatus, uh, Julia was there, and Julia announced that her return to wrestling will be at Ryugoku. Her return match will be Konami's send-off match, uh, Julia versus Konami. So I found that interesting. Uh, when it was announced, I was kind of like, that's very random. Um, like, I get it, you know, Julia's coming back and Konami's leaving, but like... They, they aren't like these generational rivals or anything. I feel like there's better choices for Konami's last match. Um, I mean, are there? A... Like, are there like Momo? Like, I don't... Does it mean... Even then... I don't know, I think... High-speed thing, so... But, I, mean, I think Konami mean... and Julia probably have more history than like Konami and anybody at this exact point in time. Mm, I guess. Like, they've wrestled a handful of times. They've always, you know... Sort of been at odds. Like I, I mean, I get it. I suppose, um, but I, I think the main reason that I, I, I think Konami maybe requested it because she put out a tweet that was kind of like, you know, Julia's passion and the way she wrestles really reminds me of Hannah, and uh, I think that kind of is why that's going to be her last match. And I think it's one of those things where a lot of the wrestlers probably do see, like, because I mean, Julia, her big early match was with Hannah and that was kind of that will always be one of the defining moments for Julia's career so I think there will always be that link between Julia and Hannah so maybe that's part of why Konami wanted to go out against Julia um, yeah that's, I thought that was interesting but it's it's good that Julia's coming back I mean I think she's she's definitely been missed um, even some people who probably aren't fans have probably noticed her, her absence but and, I mean I've been on the Julia train for a long time, and it's uh, her no, her absence has definitely been felt yeah, throughout the card. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. I have not been on the Julia train as long as you have, but she's <clears throat> her not being there over the past few months has been weird. I don't like it. Mm. Like, so, I yeah, feel like I feel like everything's gone to hell since she's been gone. I mean, everything's gone to hell since fucking Kagetsu has been gone. Let's be honest, but I feel like things have especially gone to hell since Julia's been gone. Yeah, no, um, I don't know. I know this is the joke of, um, like, Kagetsu retired and the world just fell apart. Um, oh, 100%. So, yeah. but, Kagetsu, Kagetsu and Liger retired, like, you know, within a week and a half of each other, and then just nothing has ever been the same since then. And, like, I'm compl- I'm, I'm honestly being completely unironic. I'm not saying that, I, that like, it caused the end of the world, but, like, it's kind of coincidental. <laughs> 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 like, uh... All of the uh, yeah. various deities were 
sitting around waiting for Liger's career to end before they ended shit. They're like, we can't, we can't like, we can't kill everybody when Liger is wrestling. You know, it's kind he's of the, he's the that. god of thunder. They had to respect him. Exactly. They had to respect yeah. that. And Kagetsu is also cool. Like, I mean, she's not. <laughs> he's the god of pro wrestling. That's that's Chigusa, but you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The only other news bit from that um pre Shinjuku face thing was that Koguma and Waka Sukiyama were officially announced as roster members. Um, that means that currently only Mina Shirakawa, Mai Sakurai, and Hazuki haven't been announced as official uh, roster members. I imagine Hazuki will eventually um, sign a full time deal. I Sakurai, I'm not super yeah. sure. Seems she, she seems interested in doing kind of some of the beauty pageants outside of of stardom. And uh, Mina, I think Mina's probably just with an entertainment agency. That's probably why she isn't like stardom roster member. But I mean, she's not she's not going to go she anywhere might as anytime well be. soon. Yeah, it's just she one of those a, things where it's. She has I think they want. Deal. Yeah, like I think they just want 100 percent exclusivity when you you get the announcement. Um, yeah. If you don't get the announcement, like you're you're there anyway. Yeah. Um. I heard this is a rumor, but uh, people are sort of speculating that uh, Thecla will go to stardom. Like, obviously, we talked about this last week, but it, it seems like the internet has, you know, uh, came to an agreement that yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. So that's interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, Koguma is like probably the best new addition. Like, okay, well, she she's an old addition, but I feel like she's one of the biggest bright spots of Stardom right now. And for someone who, you know, nine months ago wasn't even, like, a thought outside of Mayu saying, I miss Koguma, she was cool, um, in one random Shupro interview. Like, she has gone from, like, uh, zero to 100 so quickly. And I feel like I talk about this all the time, I'm always talking up Koguma. But she's, mm-hmm. you know, such a great addition to the roster, and I'm so happy she's there. Uh, she really just makes things fun, and that's great. And she's also just a great wrestler. Um, Modern day mugger Koguma, like that's that's <laughs> like the best gimmick in wrestling right now. It's the best. I love it. Yeah, um, Waka is delighted. also great. Yeah, no, I was about to say I'm delighted for Waka. I think she's really coming to her own super fast with Stardom, and I think she's going to be a a huge deal when kind of people really get to go on the emotional journey with her. I think she's so interesting and so endearing. Um, I would almost compare her to Mayu. Don't think she I is. I could see it. Like, I don't think she is as endearing as Mayu, um, but she's very close. Like, she's not Itsuki Hoshino, who I was like, that is Mayu 2.0, um, but she's, like, close um, in, in every way. And I think she's definitely going to be a very entertaining addition to the roster for, for many years to come. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think she can farm sympathy like a motherfucker. Like, straight up. Mm-hmm. I was watching Kozen versus Stars, and I was like, kind of kind of rooting for for waka here this is weird like hmm? that's the fuck and like i was like so, like i was so confused but i was like she's just good at this like she she's a natural when it comes to that um I, and i think with that the other things will come you know with time i think that's one of the more important things is just being able to you know garner sympathy and just be good at selling and all that shit um I think that over time she'll get better with submissions. She'll get better with the, you know, just the offensive moves and stuff like that. Uh, better with just 
creating a match around herself. Um, all of that will come with time, but the important stuff she's she's got down. So like, shout out to Waka. Uh, surprising how good that signing was, honestly, because I know mm-hmm. we were both kind of like, huh, that's an odd one. Um, not like the signing of her full time. I mean, like the original signing of her showing up. Uh, she seemed more like a Tokyo Joshi Pro kind of signing yeah. rather than a yeah. Stardom thing. Um, but she's fit in really well with Stardom, so I'm I'm glad they picked her up. Yeah, one hundred percent. She she's been killing it. Totally. Um, and that was all of the news from that pre uh, pre event press conference. I don't even know what it was. They just said on the day, "Oh yeah, we did a press conference with nobody there, and uh, we did all this stuff." So um, they do that like once once a year, like in the fall winter. Like I I remember the uh, Kagetsu Tam signing was just on a random like Korkin show maybe. I don't even know if it was a Corican, but like just like randomly backstage, they're like, "Yeah, so we signed these two very major members of the roster over the next year and a half." Uh, so yeah, here you go. They're they're here now, and it's like, "Oh, okay." Um, obviously, they were smaller then, but they still they still be doing that. They still be <laughs> they still be like, "Yeah, we we signed these people, and this one's leaving." Just so you guys know, it's like, "Oh, cool," I guess. Let's- the companies probably do that. I mean, you saw the other day, Tokyo Joshi Pro was like, hey, oh my here's God, yeah. the wrestlers and they're graduating. I was like, all right. What do you mean yeah. by graduating? They're fucking retiring. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, damn. I think that's just how they refer to it all the time, is they graduate. They don't, like, retire. It's it's kind of a TJPW thing, I think, because I've never seen them refer to it as a retirement. They always say graduation, So, which is kind of nice. Um and yeah, so I suppose other companies do it. I just think it's funny how Stardom will have like press conferences for nothing, and then when they have actual news, they're like, oh yeah, just post a tweet, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, speaking man. of press conferences, Stardom had one today. They had a presentation. Uh, this was a fairly business-oriented uh, presentation. It was a strategy meeting. Yeah, like I, I went in knowing that, because they did this last year around this time, and uh, people seem to have just forgot that. <laughs> Um, there was no huge news, but I think there was a lot of interesting bits to really dig into that a lot of people might overlook. Um, one of the first ones is that they're planning to head to the west of Japan a lot more when they tour. So we watched that AJW documentary the other week for um, VTG, and they in that mentioned that AJW 91 did a lot of touring smaller places where venues are cheaper fans were more interested in going to see wrestling and all that sort of stuff and that's how they were able to sell so many tickets and make so much money and so i think we're kind of seeing that process repeated here with stardom where stardom isn't just running tokyo all the time and running it dry going to these places where they maybe have never seen a you know a major wrestling show and they're going to tour these places you know, build their presence, I suppose, in those areas, number one, but also to sell tickets to an eager fan base. Yeah, I think I think their advertising is insane. Like, I remember just, like, as soon as Blue Shield came in, like, their advertising just went to the moon, and, every, like, it was, like, way more noticeable. Starm, like, was a noticeable thing in Japan. You could just tell it. They had fucking billboards, they had this, that, whatever. Um, posters on trains. I feel like if they can do that in more rural areas... It can definitely be big, be very big for them. Um, and yeah, like you said, I, I actually made a joke this morning. I was like, "Damn, all Storm has to do is um, is be slightly worse um, ethically 
in their business and they're they're gonna be the the modern day ajw haha uh don't do that please um (laughs) but yeah i think it could be huge for them uh obviously they've tried before um just going into like small towns uh like you know a couple years ago like pre bushi road and it never really worked i mean they'd get like a couple hundred maybe to like a, a Sapporo show, you know, or just a Hokkaido show, I guess. And, you know, it would just like sort of like, you know, they would go there once a year, maybe, and then never again. And then two years later, they tried to go back and it would be five less people, you know, like, so I think if they have a consistent presence in the countryside um, and in, you know, just more rural areas, that could definitely be a huge thing for them, like it was for AJW. Yeah, and I think what's helping with that is they announced today they have a their We Are Stardom weekly TV show. I think it's airing nationwide on uh, BS11. I don't fully know anything about that broadcaster, but from what I was reading, uh-huh. it's a nation, like they have actual national coverage, whereas a lot of the other networks are very regional. Yeah, BS like Tokyo is everywhere. Tokyo MX is very, very strictly metropolitan. So I think anywhere, even like just like Tokyo, like non-metropolitan, like the outskirts of Tokyo. I don't even know if you can get Tokyo MX there. Um, not where I'm sure, so don't quote me on that. But like, it's very, very regional. So that's actually a pretty big deal. Um, also, it stays on YouTube and stays on Amazon and all that shit. It's gonna have like eight providers technically. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's fun. It's kind of funny because like I think about it. Imagine watching We Are Stardom and that being where you get all of your stardom from. That's what there, we're doing with AJW Classics. There's a lot of people who follow Stardom through YouTube and stuff like that because it's 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 accessible. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a, a trial. Um, and I I definitely think it's there's a percentage of people who follow Stardom solely through YouTube show. And you know the thing is that I think their camera work on We Are Stardom is always better than Stardom World, almost always. <clears throat> excuse me sometimes they miss shots like i remember they missed the uh uh mayu unagi shot where unagi just eats it um they sort of like had a different angle and it's slightly it was she ate it slightly less but it still looked good um but usually their camera angles on we are star are actually a lot better their color grading is better it just looks a lot cooler and better so um like shout out we are stardom it's a good it's a good product but i just can't imagine uh having that as my only like, imagine 20 years from now, somebody trying to do a VTG of old stardom. Like, and they just go through We Are Stardom. Like, it would work, but it's just, like, sort of funny, because it's like, damn, there are so many nuances that that misses. <laughs> so many stupid, stupid, stupid nuances <laughs> that nobody needs to know, but that we know anyway, and we're cursed with that knowledge. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the somebody trying to do that for a modern product would have a lot more access to archives than than we do for AJW. Well, yes, so. but but you get what I mean. The weekly show is just like AJW Classics was a weekly show for Samurai. Well, um, I mean, AJW well, had its own AJW TV, so I think that would probably be a better comparison, and that probably had a, a lot more than the classics, which oh, it did. Like, so I remember you know, I found a few a few um, AJW TV episodes, and it's basically just entire shows. Like every Corkin was just a TV episode. Like they 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 actually put a lot of shit on the HWTV episodes. Man, I yeah, wish I could which, find more of those. Yeah, there's there's a lot. There's a big gaps. <laughs> um, but speaking of stardom and uh, oh, yeah, sorry. we are stardom also got a different deal 
So they're airing on Tokyo MX, and they've got a 7.30 p.m. slot. Now, Rossi Ogawa in a tweet referred to this as a golden time. So I'm going to assume this is somewhat prime time for Japanese television. Um, I don't know that for sure. But I would assume, you know, half seven, people have kind of got home, eaten their dinner. They're probably sitting down to watch television. So that seems like a great spot for, for stardom, and especially... Tokyo MX, it kind of would be watched by, obviously, people in Tokyo, which is where Stardom has a big base and where they run a lot of their bigger shows. So it's one of those things where, Um, like, it's good for the visibility because you have a good time slot on TV. And that can obviously lead to maybe more people showing up at the Corkins or whatever. Yeah, so Golden Time is a Japanese phrase for any uh, TV show that is on between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Um, it's just primetime TV. So yeah, they, they have a primetime TV slot. Um, a pretty good one, because 7.30 is a pretty solid slot. So um, yeah, it's, it's pretty big, you know? Like, even though it's not big for us, because like we don't have any... Uh, we aren't watching it at primetime every week. Like, that's not what we do. Mm-hmm. It's it's huge for the product. Um, and like I said, I actually said this the other day, um, when I heard about the uh, the business thing, I was like, this is going to be very interesting for me and Alex. And that's pretty much it, um, because we are the only people who care enough to like look at these sort of metrics and care about these metrics um, because of the Golden Boat philosophy. Um, shout out Ron Averless. Um, that's that's just what we do. So we are very interested in all of this. I imagine most of you are not, <laughs> but we're keeping you in, informed, uh, you know, the best way we can. Totally. Um, we are getting to the end of it, though. Um, one of the things that they announced was that stardom on January 1st, there's going to be a 12 hour show on Tokyo MX and stardom's YouTube channel to welcome in the new year. So there's going to be like a 12 hour live stream it's a variety show. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to have, I believe there's going to be some new Japan names. I believe, uh, Tomaki Hanma and Hiroshi Tanahashi were in the video. Um, it's probably just going to be a lot of fun stuff like the, the Maragoto stardom show. Um, but yeah, that's I'm that's big commitment from Tokyo MX because like I'm that's still like wondering is a lot. Why the fuck were they at the porn pool, Alex? I I could have gone my entire life without knowing what that pool was known for because I didn't know this. Like no, because because initially they showed like photo shoots of Hanma and Tanahashi there, and everybody was like, "Why the fuck are they at the porn pool?" And now it's. <laughs> Hanma, Tanahashi, and Cosmic Angels in very <laughs> in fucking bathing suits. In Cosmic Angels fashion bathing suits, if you can understand what I mean by that. And it's just weird. It's just weird. It's very weird. But but yeah, so um I don't know what this entails, but yeah, there there's gonna be a bunch of guests and there's gonna be a bunch of stuff and it's gonna be twelve hours. I don't know if it's like a actual live stream or if it's like all pre taped. I imagine it's all pre taped. Uh, maybe a few, you know, like live segments, but I don't really know. I don't know what it entails, but it's interesting that yeah, they got a twelve-hour time slot on New Year's Day, uh, in Tokyo. Like that's kind of wild. Indeed. Um, and one thing to note is that the the graphic for it, they had Starlight Kid, Julia, Mayu, Utami, and Tam. Shut up. Okay. Which, um, if you if you're keeping track, uh, at least three of those five are notably their faction leader. Uh, Kid is essentially the Oedo Tai leader uh, with Tora out, and Utami. I guess she's about to be Queen's Quest leader. 
I still hate here. that. Like, like, I like they were they showed like oh like this is the places that we went and they took a, they had a picture of Queen's Quest in front of Mount Fuji. I was like, they're really just ruining everything. Like that's just what they're doing. <laughs> like that that was what I thought. That's what I think of when I see Queen's Quest together. I was like, they're really just like ruining something really special here. Um, yeah. but you know, yeah. Um. So Natsupoi was brought out, and uh, in Natsupoi fashion, she shielded her play because she's a, that's you know, she that's Natsupoi. And then she re-announced, apparently they announced this already, but they uh, they basically um, mentioned that there's going to be a stardom trading card game. So that's pretty cool. Uh, obviously, that'll be something that'll bring money in for, for Bushi Road, and, you know, it might be something that gets the brand out there a bit more. Uh, something that maybe uh, international fans will buy a packet or two and then cherish those cards forever. Uh, fingers crossed, spending all of my life savings to pack Waka Tsukiyama, you know? Yeah. I, I, yeah. Honestly, I would buy them. Like, I'm I'm just, I'm a loser enough to just, like, buy those. Not calling you a loser. Actually, I am calling you a loser. Um, yeah, <laughs> nah, I'd, I mean, I'd probably buy it. It's definitely something you'd, like, grab once, maybe, uh, just for the novelty, and then yeah. you'd probably forget it it's like the bbm heart cards for the the rest of the joshi scene like you might get one pack and then just never get them again unless you're a collector uh, in which case you do you but um yeah the last main thing stardom announced is that stardom's youtube channel uh, i believe in november had the biggest monthly total views of any wrestling promotion in japan uh, largely this is down to stardom's use of youtube shorts so for people who don't know uh, YouTube Shorts is basically YouTube trying to uh, emulate TikTok and Instagram Reels. So they're just short videos. You're meant to scroll through them and lose hours of your day. Um, so they're pushing that really hard. Like there's a YouTuber I follow who his most watched video now is a YouTube short. Like it's got 7 million views in a couple of weeks. Like it's that, like they're pushing the algorithm that hard. Um, and Stardom has really taken advantage of that. They have a lot of videos getting a, a ton of views through YouTube Shorts, and I'm pretty sure they only upload YouTube Shorts now at this stage. Um, so that's really leading their kind of uh, YouTube presence. Uh, if you like, if you go onto their YouTube channel, you'll notice the, the short it's a complete video mess. times and yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so the reason they've basically outdone everybody in YouTube views is it's because Michael looked at YouTube Mina's shorts. boobs. No, yeah, that is now their most viewed video. It has two million views, um, which is yeah. That's very on brand for stardom, so Micah looks like such a sleaze in that too. It's hilarious. Like it's it's honestly like a very funny video. I've watched it like a couple dozen times. Like I just laugh at it sometimes. It's great. Micah style. <laughs> it's Micah style for you, brother. Yeah. Um and yeah, that was pretty much all of the main stuff from the, the press conference. There was one point that I think was good. Uh Kidani basically said he doesn't want to increase the workload of the wrestlers, which is pretty good. I mean, obviously we talked about it a lot this year. Stardom was running out a ton of shows at the start of the year and people were dropping like flies with injuries. Um but they've kind of fixed that now. Their schedule is a lot lighter this month and even like next month. Uh so like post GP they've really taking it easy which is good yeah see. we actually have a we have a weekend off next week next month um Ooh. there's like a there's one show on one weekend and then no shows on the next weekend so we're gonna have to like we're gonna get to do something fun probably maybe i don't know it's up to you hell yeah Ooh. 
All right. So with that, we can probably move on to the review section. Um, oh wait, um, what? You are missing something. Um, so they said there was going to be a big announcement, and they just did that for a bit. They did it for for a for a bit about Saya. That's it. Like that that was the entire big announcement. Like like because like they were teasing like one big announcement that could be leaked by Saya, and Saya was trying to figure it out. And they're like, ah, no, we're just playing with you, Saya. Oh man, you thought you were gonna get it, huh? That's funny. And like that was the bit. Oh, see, just assume like, the announcement like... was the the TV deal, because like a prime time no. TV spot is a big deal for investors and stuff. Even but... even after that, Utami still tweeted, "Sure, or Sai is still on the lookout for the big scoop," like as a joke. While like this was after they already announced all of the big things that you would like, relatively big things. So it was. It was just a bit. I mean, sure. <laughs> Why not? Big bit guys. Do you know that Nat Wolf is a big bit guy? It's crazy. Who's Nat Wolf? Never heard of Nat Wolf. Uh, he was in the live action Death Note. <laughs> great, great place to be known oh, for. Uh, okay. Naked Brothers Band guy. Oh yeah. Oh, what yeah. One? yeah. Big oh. bit guy. Um, I was watching. This is completely off topic. I was watching a Twitch streamer. Um, and Nat Wolf. Um, unbeknownst to him, it was Nat Wolf parked in his spot at his apartment um, for like six hours, and so he like put post-its on his car just like as a joke because he had nowhere to park. So he's like, "I'm gonna put post-its on his car." Um, and then Nat Wolf came out and was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And he's like, "I was putting post up You're Nat Wolf." And he's like, "Yes, I am Nat Wolf." <laughs> and they started taking the post-its off, and he's like, "You're fucking insane. You want to come to my Hanukkah party? That was a good bit." I was like, "Hey, Nat Wolf's a bit." I respect that. End of story. I see. Okay. Um, cool, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, big bit guy, yeah. 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 Ross Ogawa, the big bit guy, huh? Also a big bit guy, yes. I, I've started, I've taken to call him Ross Ogawa. I don't know why. I just, I just oh, call, I, I call him, him, I call him Hiroshi Ogawa, just to, because it's funny to me, I don't know. I don't know, that's, I don't know, full name is pretty bad. Forgetting a letter. <laughs> That's genius, though. Um, but yeah, Stardom ran Shinjuku fourth or Shinjuku face here on December fourth. Uh, they had two hundred and thirty-seven fans, which was a sellout. They sold this out weeks in advance, um, which is probably why they don't run this venue anymore. Uh, I kind of noticed during the show, and I don't know if you agree with the sentiment. I feel like Stardom's overall presentation has just kind of outgrown this kind of venue, like. Tammy yeah. and Azami came out and they were like shuffling between like a, a soundboard and the entrance and I was like, you've somehow managed to make your Tammy and Azami look uncool. I totally understand. Yeah, it was it's weird. It's very weird. Yeah, like they can't really do the same like stage setup that they used to because they need that room for seats. So it's like they come out of like the sort of like back door i know that they they've been doing that for a while but they like come out it looks like they're coming out through like the back door and they have to like like just like sort of like scoot through oh man mm -hmm. it, it is I, I definitely get what you mean i feel like the atmosphere um as much as i like miss that old stardom atmosphere they've definitely outgrown it um you know i think it would be the same if they went to shinkiba um sage because you know shinkiba is one place uh doki's favorite arena by the way um but yeah, it's it's they've definitely outgrown Shinjuku phase type arenas, which kind of sucks. But you know, it's a part of growth. Change is a part of growth Indeed. and whatnot. Very much so. 
Um, but yeah, I'm kind of glad you agreed because I, I thought it was a bit of a weird point in general, but it really does shine through that like their presentation and just the overall kind of feeling of the promotion is just it's it's really beyond this kind of venue at the moment. Um, yeah, onto the show then. Um, in the opener, Fuki Gundeth and Saki Kashima beat My Sakurai and Lady C. Um, so Lady C and My Sakurai in their pre-match promo mentioned that their opponents really love Tokyo Sports, um, and My Sakurai has actually been in Tokyo Sports, and this was going to fuel Lady C and My to a win. Unfortunately, they did not win, but I appreciate the uh, the optimism. Yeah, um, Lady C's cool. Agree. I'm not gonna simp. I'm not gonna simp. She's cool. Not to. It's hard not to. I will give you that. Very hard. Yes. Very difficult. Dude. Okay. Wait. I just went on her Twitter. Her fucking her banner just says "I'm ready" in the. That's hilarious, actually. Oh, that's like. That's the funniest. Like that's so. Like it's so minimalistic, but it's just very. I mean, it tells you what she is. She's ready. You know. Indeed. I remember when her and Unagi teamed and they tried to do Ready Delicious and it was like, what are you doing? <laughs> what was that? Um, yeah. On to the next match, which was uh, Hemeka and Micah beating Rina and Konami. Um, in the pre-match I did promo... This. I did. Yeah, in I did the watch. pre-match promo, the main part was um, <laughs> Micah was, you know, talking up. She was like, it's been so long since we've teamed together. I really love teaming with you, Hemeka. Like, I wish we could team all the time. And then Hemeka was like, sweet talker and walked off and i was like oh <laughs> and like it was like no himeka no come back and i was like dude himeka has anger problems i guess i uh, straight up i don't know if this was a bit or a vital character moment to dvm <laughs> that's the funny thing is that this could have been like because she was being exaggerative about it so it's like it could have been a bit and they've worked fine together in the match so i imagine it was a bit but i don't know <laughs> This could like this could be the callback that they need in a year from now when Jumbo has turned on Micah. It's like you always sweet talk me. It's like remember that one fucking pr- like who knows? Like that's that's how stupid Starham is sometimes. Is that this doesn't matter until it does. Actually, that's just how stupid wrestling is. Oh, man, wrestling's fucking stupid. But yeah, it was funny. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, how was the match? Uh, Rena got heat on Micah. Oh no! Oh dear. And then Jumbo got her comeback, and then Micah pinned Rina. And that's all. That was it. Micah pinned Rina with the Enka Toshi, uh, which is still a cool move, but it was whatever. Uh, I'm still. Rina getting heat is good sometimes, but other times it's just terrible. Like, I, I'm going to be honest. Like, it's just. She still doesn't. I think it was especially bad here because the atmosphere in this venue was just not it at all. Yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah. It just wasn't particularly great. Um. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rena's just not great at getting heat sometimes. She does a lot of build throws, which is fine, but I feel like fits Ruka more, even though Rena's taller. It just fits Ruka more. Um, so I think Rena should probably, like, okay. I know that I'm not supposed to, you know, uh, pontificate about you know a Waitotai and their flaws or whatever, but like they need to get better heat segments. I'm gonna be honest, because like the only person with good heat segments really is konami and she's leaving uh and even konami sometimes is very okay death death is good at heat she because she just does bullshit i like it is cool uh, on the heat it's kind of very 
it's yeah. I'm not, the I'm radar, not but if you pay attention, I think she's good at it. But she's not bad at it. She's not particularly bad at it. I think that like Saki, when she goes full heat, she's just the worst. Like straight up, like her doing beel throws and stomping for five minutes is just like not watchable. Um, her her other stuff is great, and that's why I have such a hard time like figuring out how I feel about Saki on any given moment. Cause like she can have a great match. Same with most members of Oedo They can all have really good matches. They can all do really fun stuff. They all have, you know, uh, things in their trick book to pull out and have, you know, like get a pop for, but when they're just beel throwing and stomping and uh, just doing the same bullshit, it kind of gets boring. And I think Rena kind of fell into that here. I see. Okay. Um, well, thankfully, the next match wasn't boring at all. Uh, this oh, was no, the stars team, the stars team of Hazuki, Koguma, and Mayu Utani beating Waka Sukiyama, Unagisaka, and Tam Nakano of the Cosmic Angels. Uh, in the pre-match promos, Koguma <laughs> was, you know, talking about how she officially signed with Stardom, and uh, Hazuki was very happy for her, and so was Mayu. And then they sent it off, and Hazuki looked like the most awkward human in the world because she still is not used to smiling. Um, and then we came, <laughs> yeah. then we came to the Cosmic Angels, and uh, oh, Waka tried to replicate Mina's, you know, the intro, uh, you know, the ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please welcome aboard Cosmic Angels. Um, Waka could not do this. <laughs> she, See, no, she the, f- the thing that this. happened. The thing that happened was that Waka messed up. She thought, no, because she did it right the first time, but then she's like, no, I did that wrong. The issue is, is that she's the only one that knows English there. So she's the only one who would know if she fucked it up or not. <laughs> so she's like, she's like, ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Welcome aboard. No, I fucked that up. Up. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And I'm just like, no, you're, you're doing fine. And then she just completely fucked it up the second time. And you're like, yeah, that's, yeah. And I'm just like, that's... Where's Mina? She, Mina, so she, we need Mina. <laughs> yeah, uh, she was speaking English, uh, by the way, and she has such a strange accent. She sounded so American. I know she's, she's from like, New York. Yeah, I know. Like the whole thing is she's from New York, but I didn't think she would sound this white woman. <laughs> she didn't. Think she it was sounded impossible. like a Disney character. She sounded like a Disney character. Yeah. Like, if, like I'm not even joking. Don't, 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 don't do that. No. Um. Damn, I thought I was going to be the one getting heat. You might get heat for that one. I mean, nobody cares, but being problematic on the pod, I see. Um... You can imitate the American <laughs> accent. You guys are open for business. It's fine. Oh, yeah, 100%. No, but uh, I have a Chicago accent, apparently. Besides the point. Uh, yeah, she's fucking hilarious. Walk is the best. Like, her English is very good. Like, let's, let's preface yeah. on that. She, she speaks English very cleanly, very, you know... Uh, naturally which is uh something that's very hard for and it's it's the same with like everybody is that it's like it's very hard for someone who uh is you know bilingual uh to speak naturally in all of the languages they speak in and waka does it seamlessly so shout to her um she did mess up the pre-tape but that's more because she does not know what the what the slogan is and nobody else knows english to tell her what the slogan is so yeah uh, it's, to it's, be fair, when Mina was... says it, Mina says it in very accented English, yeah. so it probably is hard to make out for for Waka. Um, yeah, the the rest of the pre the promo was just kind of usual awkwardness and Waka. Um, and you know, she told the others that she got signed, and Tam seemed very happy for her, and so did Nagi. And they're supportive friends. We we stand the support. Are they? Line. 
Because I feel like they bully. I, I feel like they bully. I feel like Cosmic Angels is the most toxic group. I don't think so. In, I feel like stardom. they they are doing their best to help her, but she is just beyond help in some ways. But they're doing their best uh, to let her go about it herself. Um, yeah, the the saga of Waka versus the dance continued because she like <laughs> did half of the moves, maybe, and uh, it's it's still half it's might be generous. So much joy. Yeah, I. Uh, she is the ultimate uh, go queen. Give us nothing. It is. It is great. <laughs> um, but yeah, the match or before the match. Okay, actually, oh, man. this was great. So Koguma shows off. Koguma has one uh, armband belonging to Unagi, and uh, one wrist thing belonging to Tam. She showed them off. So Waka, you know, she's like, "I'm going to start this match," and Koguma goes to steal the red thing from Waka's gear, which might make yeah. her trousers fall down like I'm not 100% sure and Waka was like <laughs> don't do that and then you know Tam Tam was letting Waka take control so Tam kind of pats Waka on the chest you know it was like a supportive thing but Waka sells it <laughs> she sold it like she just got slapped and I was like what are you doing <laughs> she's straight this, up this so amazing Koguma, like, Koguma was canvassing sold. Kogumo was canvassing Waka, like, oh, that could, I could take that. That looks good. Oh yeah, maybe up there, like, yeah, maybe you know, maybe this like right thing. And like it was, like I said, Kogumo, fucking modern day mugger, best gimmick, best gimmick. <laughs> like it's so, it's so just like, it's just fun. It's just mm-hmm. fun. Like it doesn't take anything away for the sake of comedy. It doesn't, you know, like make it like a like it's just it's just a fun gimmick and it's just funny and it's just something. That, like, yeah, you'll see it on the big shows, but mainly, like, it's just for people who watch the fucking house shows. You know, like, where it's like, oh, she has a possession from every member of Cosmic Angels now. What the fuck? Um, or she stole kids' hair. You know, like, she, she's like, well, I got this at least. <laughs> like, like it's just it's just fun. And I think I think Pokemon just brings a lot of joy to my life through stardom. So shout out to her. So is Waka. She does. Yeah, Waka's great. I thought her selling tam patting her on the chest was the funniest thing because it's so 100%. so on brand for waka like i just i thought that was so funny um yeah then we got a really good match <laughs> like i thought this was really good uh there was a lot of really fun stuff in there waka was very good at uh selling and got the hot tag then unagi unagi and hizuki very good together together very good i need together. them yeah. to wrestle forever they are amazing together um, they did so much fun stuff here. Unagi was booting the head off of Hazuki. Hazuki was booting the head off Unagi. It was great. Then Mayu and Tam got in, and this was a good Mayu and Tam interaction because they can be hit or miss when they, they take control of these tags. Very much hit here. A lot of good stuff from them too. Uh, Waka ate the freedom drop kick right up. They clobbered her with that shit. And then Koguma pinned her with the splash. Uh, this went 16 minutes, but you almost wouldn't know. It was just you didn't feel it, yeah. it was it was so fun. Such a really well paced match. Waka also hit a pretty cool move. I don't think I've ever really seen it before. It was a straight jacket edgematic. Oh, mm. I'm going to call it the Wakamatic, um, because of course. But yeah, like it, it's uh, I don't know how else to describe it, but the edgematic. But like we're the fucking like backlit. Like what the fuck's it called? What's its natural name? I don't know. But, like, she... It's a thing, and it looked cool, okay? Like, Waka hit a cool move there. 
that's you're welcome um and then yeah stars hit the freedom drop kick as always great stuff uh hazuki hit the michi driver which i feel like maybe she should stop doing because that's like micah's like huge finisher um but then again i don't think anybody gives a fuck so who cares and then yeah koguma hit the flying body splash for the win um and then Koguma, <laughs> Koguma's like, yeah, we won, and then like Cosmic Angel sort of just looking at them, and Koguma's like, oh, are you okay? Give me the fucking, give me the wristband, give me the, and she runs away, and she grabbed the wristband and she posed with it on the stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she put it on her head, she did a photo op, she carried it around the ring, did a photo op, she put it on her head again, did a photo op, and then like the the Stardom World camera zoomed in on her, and she just looks and starts laughing and walks away. <laughs> I was like, see, this is just this is just great. I, I love Kokomo. The bear is the best. I love how um when she did steal the armband, uh, Tam and Unagi kind of looked to Mayu like, what is she at? And Mayu Are you was just control like, her. <laughs> Mayu control was just like, I don't, know, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, Maya is so great. She just was just like, she just knows all this. She was like, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't no, and, then, and then Cosmic Angels tried to stop him, and then Azuki's like, don't, don't try to stop her. It's There's no point. <laughs> like, like they, She's like, like gently separates them. It's like, nah, she's going to do this while you guys like her not. <laughs> oh, it was so good. Great. Um, yeah, gotta love stars. Gotta love Cosmic Angels, huh? Cosmic Angels quickly becoming a highlight. Crazy. Never no, thought I'd say that. No, Waka, <laughs> Waka is becoming a highlight. And Unagi also did some fun stuff. I guess. As did Tam. Tam, uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. you know. Um, I kind of black out whenever I see Tam and Mayu in the same frame. Um, So, like, it was good. I recognize that was good. But, like, I just, like, I was just like, oh, yeah, there's a match I'm watching. Okay, yeah, the, it's just, it's, yeah, I black out. It happens. Yeah. It's fair. Um, in the next match, we had Sai Kamatani and Momo Watanabe beat Starlight Kid and Rocka. Um, Kid and Rocka in their pre-match promo just talked about all the food they have because um, that's what they're doing now that they have to do these promos. Um, I don't know if Momo and Sai said anything interesting. I honestly blanked their entire thing, but I know they, Kid and Rocka was like, same... we have food. Yeah, so Kid and Rocka said they have food and that they plan on bum-rushing Momo. That's exactly what they said. Uh, and then they said, you know, Queen's Quest are kind of quiet. I wonder if they even want to keep Mayu. And I was like, don't, or if they even want to keep Momo. And I was like, don't say that. That's going to make me sad. Because, like, man, I don't. Probably don't. Man. Yeah. Like, I just hate, I, I hate everything about this. Um, and then Queen's Quest, uh, Momo said, oh, yeah, we have similar hair. Both braided it the same way. So if we're going to win with the power of, you know, teamwork and all that yes, bullshit. Yes. And um, then Kid and Rucka bum-rushed Momo, um, as they said they would. Yeah. Um, this was a sub-10-minute match. I don't know if you, like, realized that. It was, like, really... They just it got in. Felt, yeah. It and felt like just, like, Oedotai beating up Momo, and then Momo would hit a head kick, and then Oedotai would beat them up a little bit more, and then Sai would get tagged in, and then do her crazy shit. Repeat for 10 minutes and that's it yeah i thought there was a lot more of a focus on momo and kid than you're yeah. giving it like they they had a lot of stuff and uh momo kicked her in the face at one point by accident it was great um sai won with the european clutch she's been using that a lot lately the the clutch finisher which is good somebody like her with her agility should have a you know flash pinfall uh i don't yeah. see it playing into the wonder starting title match that she's gonna have she'll probably use oh, well. somebody in the way to tie match but she, you know she's definitely beating tom with that phoenix splash 
Well, yeah, but I think I think it'll probably be a huge near fall. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, quite well. Uh, like the, which we I wish they know. did with the with the Zuki stroll. It would have made that incredibly whatever. Doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I actually really like the Euro clutch. Um, shout out Zach Saber Jr. One time. Uh, it's it's a very pretty clutch, and I think Saya does it beautifully. I think some people mm-hmm. can't do it pretty. Uh, in fact, like I said, I enjoy Zach Saber Jr. Sometimes his look like fucking piss. Um, but Saya has not. It's looked good every time she's done it so far. She's only done it like two or three times, but I mean that's that's better than nothing. Like that's three for three, two for two, whatever. So yeah, shout words. Shout out to Saya. That's hard to say. It's not really, but you know what? We'll we'll move on. Five times fast. Don't even. I can't honestly. I can't even remember fully what it is you said. Shout out to Saya. Shout out to Saya. Shout out to Saya. Shout out to Saya. Shout out to see. Like it's just fucky. It's fucky. I don't like it. No. Shout out to Saya. Shout out to Saya. Shout out. You're not saying it fast. I'm saying it fast. You know what? It's never mind. Uh... You don't speak as fast as I do. Right, um, moving on from that, uh, the main event of the show was Utami Haishishta and Azumi beating Siri and Natsupoi uh, in just over 16 minutes. Utami pinned Poi with Torturak Bomb. Uh, this, went about as, as you'd, yeah. this went about as you'd expected. Um, Utami and Siri got in there. They did the same exchange they have been doing for the past eight months. And uh, uh, the other people were there and they did cool stuff. After the match, Utami offered Siri a handshake. Siri kicked the hand away and slapped her, and that was probably the coolest thing they've done in like four months. <laughs> so yeah. um, more of that, more of that, less of the um, you know, bit of exchange. And yeah, that was. Can we talk about the the, the pre-match drama. promo real quick? Uh, Utami and Azumi looked so like <laughs> they looked like they were like, what's a good phrase for it? They looked so bougie, like with their fur coats and just like sitting there, like like oh like yeah, like I know it's just cold, but like it, I don't know, they just looked very like funny to me. They looked like they were like stunting on everybody with their fucking fur coats and like I feel like Azumi was wearing sunglasses. I know she wasn't, but like it felt like she was. I don't know if that makes any sense. They just seemed like they were like you know real cool and uh, <laughs> Azumi, uh, you know, just hammered in the fact that Momo is uh, going to leave Queen's Quest without anything uh, to show for it. Um, pain yeah and then after the match they also continued to to hammer that in by saying uh queen's quest this this version of queen's quest with five members shout out to princess hina um will not die anytime soon like they they keep hammering it in like i get it i get why but like oh wait Tai hasn't even mentioned this stipulation other than like yeah we're just gonna win is that cool cool and like Queen's Quest are like very clearly like this is this is a big deal. We're gonna win this and it's gonna be great, guys. It's gonna be great. Like and I'm just like, please stop. It's making me sad. Yeah, I mean Momo is gone. Um you you did would mention uh, in the EDM pre match promo, Nats Play was like, Siri, I can feel your like burning passion to wrestle just coming straight out of you here. And I was like this is a very obvious shot at Himeka, who you don't think has passion. Because um, Natsupoi isn't very subtle. Natsupoi was just like, no. yeah, I have finally have a tag team partner who's passionate about this shit. And I was like, I respect it. Um, so yeah. The I, know, Poi... I, know, I know wrestlers who use subtlety and they're all cowards. Yes. Uh, Cody Rhodes with a golden shovel says hi. 
That's a, yeah. I mean that too, but <laughs> it's a um, reference. You don't get it. Excalibur would get it if it, he was watching. I do, but I also was just like, hey, Cody pops to mind because he had the golden shovel. That's true. Um, that was <laughs> that was not subtle. Um, but yeah, that was that show. I think we went around most of the main parts. Um, you know, there was little bits of storyline advancement here and there, uh, but overall, nothing much to gather. Um, there's two shows to preview for this weekend. The first one is on the 11th of December. This is in the TKP Garden Center. Uh, I don't know if Hanan was meant to be on these shows or not, but they did confirm that she's not on these. She's dealing with an injury, I think. Uh, so yeah. she's off these events. Uh, in the opener of this show, uh, we have Saya Kamatani versus Roaka. Um, presumably Saya will pin Roaka, probably with the clutch again. Yeah, probably. Uh, the next match then is Azumi versus Mai Sakurai versus Waka Skama. Uh, that's an Azumi win if I've ever seen one. There's going to be about to pin them both at once. Fingers crossed. That'd be funny. Um, the match after that is Momo Watanabe and Utami Hayashishita versus Mayu Iwatani and Lady C. Uh, so Momo They're really Utami... giving us like the last tag matches with Momo in each member. Of the <laughs> I was going to say that, actually. Yeah, she's she's doing a tour of QQ. <laughs> um yeah, I assume Momo and uh, Utami will win that one. Yeah, gotta get, keep the former tag champs strong until they died. <laughs> um, the match after that then is Koguma and Hazuki versus Tam Nakano and Unagi Sayaka. Uh, that'll go to a draw. Oh, uh, that's a draw, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's really Unagi's often. not really doing anything. I could probably pin Unagi with like a roll-up, but I doubt it. Yeah. It's weird how often they're pairing stars with the Cosmic Angels right now. I wonder if that's like building to something. Uh, maybe. I mean, Our it's weird. In the first round of the unit tournament, aren't they? So I guess it makes sense. Yeah, it's so. I know that we're already like an hour in, and we've barely talked about anything. Um, that's not true, but still. Uh, so what is Ria? Go- what are stars doing for Ria Goku? Like specifically Mayu and Hazuki, because like. Like I can see them Probably like an artist match. I really think that's the. But that's who's the, the third artist? Ida. Do you think Ida's coming back? Probably. I mean, she's been gone for a long time. I know. I feel like she's just never coming. Like I feel like I'm in that state of depression when it comes to Ida. I'm just like she's just never coming back, and I'm just gonna be depressed. Literally ran to the ring the other week. Oh like, no, she's, she's been she's been in ring training for yeah. the past like month. At least, so like I can see it. I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm I don't like getting my hopes up. You know this. Uh, I know. Well, uh, I'm not saying that she's definitely coming back, but I think like wouldn't be outside the realm of possibility that she is fit to return and team with Hazuki and Mayu against you know a marvelous team or whatever. Yeah, that could be really fun. Totally. Um. Yeah, the main event of the show this weekend is, uh, it's a weird one. It's Siri, Micah, Himeka, and Natsupoi versus Saki, Kashima, Konami, Fukigundeth, and Starlight Kid. Remember earlier this year when, like, every show was DDM versus Oedo Tai? <laughs> and then we kind of got a break from that. And now we have a completely different Oedo Tai. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. Yeah, so this is uh, very one-sided. I assume DDM will win that one unless, you know, Himeka and Natsupoi go handbags again. Yeah, um, like it. Damn, they're they're kind of getting into like their Dragon Gate era, where everything just changes every five seconds. I'm realizing. 
<laughs> and you can never feel good about anything because uh, nothing's even remotely semi-permanent. Um, but yeah, I imagine DDM just wins here. I imagine they also further the DDM story, however they seem fit, uh, which is a fun story. I'll admit, like it's because I feel like the stakes aren't too high. I hate it when they, when high, there are high stakes, unless the high stakes are fun. Um, these stakes are not high, but it's a fun story, so I'm cool with it. Um, but if if Jumbo were to say join Awedotai as you know um, rebellious um, rebellion towards DDM, then this would be fucking stupid. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just I like the infighting. I think it's interesting. Um, it's fair. And yeah, I think it'll be it'll be fun to see how it progresses even further in this match. Fair enough. Um, the other show to preview is on the twelfth of December. This is in the Tokyo Bell Sal Takadono Baba. This is um, they're doing a stardom year-end fan meeting thing, and they're doing a show before it. Uh, so at show... this point, this is like their home venue. It feels like <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Um, I suppose it's a decent venue to run in Tokyo. That is no, I mean it's small. good. Yeah. I like it. It's, it has a good atmosphere, especially when there's a lot of people yeah. there. But it's it's just funny how it's like they they jumped oh not over Corkin because it doesn't have the same like it's not as big of a deal as Corkin. But like there's like the natural progression would be like, oh, just run a bunch of Korokins. But now it's like, no, Korokins are still kind of special, but they're not. We don't care about Korokins. But, you know, we, we are only going to run it, like, you know, every once in a while. It's it's just funny to me. That's fair. Um, in the opener of this match, we have my, or in, in the opening of the show, uh, it's my Sakurai versus Ruaka uh, versus, I assume this is Rina, because it's not Ruaka again. <laughs> you can't have two Ruakas in the match. Um, unless Sakura Hirota is popping up, I don't know. Um, That'd be yeah, I think it's. I assume it's Mai versus Ruaka and Rina in a three-way match there. So, I don't know. I guess anyone could really win there. Probably Ruaka. Ruaka, yeah. yeah. Makes the most sense. Um, the next match is uh, Micah and Lady C teaming together again against Unagi Sayaka and Waka Sukiyama. So, uh, I feel like Unagi might feel a bit betrayed that Lady C is teaming with Micah against her. That's, you know, it's very disappointing. It's almost like someone behavior. should recruit Lady C to their faction. Yeah, what the fuck is the story with that? I remember it was like, oh yeah, I don't want to go to a faction until I have my first Is it just win, like a joke know? now? Like, I feel like it's a bit where it's like, oh, and also Lady C. I don't know. Like, it's it's really weird. Because like, it is did funny how, like... Yeah, that was the whole point. And then yeah. she got her first win, and it didn't join a faction. So it's like it has right. not won since. <sighs> but she's allowed yeah. to win tag matches now. I don't understand the issue. Like she she broke the seal. Like it's not like she could pin fucking Waka. Like it's not that. Like I don't. I don't know. It's it is really funny to me. Um, that. Every time you describe stardom, it's like, oh, well, there are these factions, and then also Lady C. And everybody's like, Who, what, what do you mean also Lady It's like, oh, she's just Lady C. Yeah. She's, you know, she's rocking and rolling. She's Lady C. <laughs> she is. Um, but yeah, that should be a match. I assume Micah and Lady C will win. That kind of makes a bit of sense. Oh, shit, she's going to win here. That's cool. Yeah. Wait, who are they wrestling? <laughs> I, I didn't listen. Nagi and Waka. Oh, they they better fucking win. You know what? Maybe maybe she joins DDM right now. <laughs> Imagine we're talking about this right now, and like she just gets invited to DDM on the show. 
I could see it, maybe, possibly. I could I see know. it. Um, the next match is Momoanabe and Azumi versus Himeka and Natsupoi. Very interesting. Um, I think that'd be good, and I think it might be a last win for Momo and Azumi uh, as a team. And they will probably see Himeka and Natsupoi fall apart. Yeah. Dude, none of my wrestlers are, are please, like... Are... Please. Okay, I'll stop. Oh, I, thought, I thought you were going to do the away to tie or QQ no. thing again. I was no. like, no, please. No, no I was just going to say that it feels like all my rest, my favorite wrestlers are just suffering, are in an eternal state of suffering. Wow, you know, Utami and Saya and uh, Sherry just be rocking and rolling like Lady C. Lady C's yeah. having a good time, so that's it. I'm good with that. I'm happy with that. I mean, she's not. She's losing everything. We were just talking about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, it's all bad. Listen, okay. It's, you, you just kind of get used to it. As as a former yeah. Rita Hushki fan and a... She won every fan. match she had. <laughs> then her neck exploded. <laughs> and then her neck okay, then. said bye. That's, so, that's true. Yeah, that yeah. did happen. I'm a Takumi fan, and Takumi ain't been hitting since she came back from that knee injury the same way. She just isn't the same. Not very fun. I hate it here. Uh, and Mio she is had her. some good five-star matches. She did, but it's 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 hard to describe. But like before the injury, she no, was I know. Like, she was just different. Like it was it was crazy. Um, I I don't think she's captured the energy again. Um, and Hashimoto like completely out wrestling her in Sendai was not at all what I wanted. That's depressing. So. Yeah, um, but yeah, you know, you just kind of get used to the disappointment, um, you know. So it's fine. Mia Momo is injured again. It's fine. I don't, I don't, I don't need to see good wrestling. Like, I'm, that's fine. <laughs> Yuka Takase is injured, and her entire company crumbles around her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, she's coming back like next week and wrestling oh, Leon, yeah. which is great. That'll be fun. Um, I'm excited yeah. to see her in Wave again. Uh, well, hopefully she gets to Wait, Wave is the only place that, that consistently gives me uh, happiness. It's true. Even though their like last three shows haven't appeared anywhere, but I, I, I have I have not. Yeah, I I don't know where to find it most of the time. But when I do find it, it's fun. Fair. Um, back to the Stardom show though. Uh, the next that match is Suzuki versus Konami. Uh, this one was weird when they first announced it, but obviously Konami is leaving, so it makes a lot more sense. Um, yeah. I could see either result, really. I could see Hizuki winning, but I could also see it going to a draw. Um, but I could see Konami wanting to go out on her back. I feel like Hizuki, Hizuki trolls it. Oh, yeah. That would be true, fair. true. Fair point. Um, um, that'd be a fun match, though, I think. Uh, oh, Konami, I assume they go back to Queen's Quest? I assume they were there together? I don't think I watched no. it then. No? No, they, they, they uh, revolving toward them. Konami joined oh. Queen's Quest as Hazuki was leaving. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. So they what just, was Konami doing before just, that? Was she Stardom Army? She was Team Jungle. But basically the Stardom Army. Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. She was in the Team Jungle portion of yeah, the Stardom the Army. The loose yes. alignment of good guys, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Um the match after that is uh, Mayu Utani and Koguma taking on Saki Kashima and Starlight Kid. Uh, we're going to get another edition of Mayu beating the ever-loving shit out of Saki Kashima. So that's Woo. great. Um, yeah. I presume be Mayu and Koguma win, maybe? Possibly, yeah. or maybe? It's Saki and who, kid? kid. 
Yeah, then then Mayu and Koguma win. Giving away to try a lot of wins though, I feel like that's that's not great. Like I feel like they should win more. <laughs> Maybe like a DQ or something. Yo, they haven't done those in a long time though. Like I don't think they do that anymore. I have to check. You don't think I they do that, dude? I don't remember the last I time. I feel like was... you you just have completely blanked out that fucking Shuri uh Micah match out of your brain, where there was so much bullshit. It was a DQ. Sure, he got DQ'd. Okay, but a weird Tai didn't get. There was so, dude. Like you straight up, like it, like the most bullshit a Tai match, like ever happened like a month ago, and you're like, eh, they haven't been doing shenanigans in like you know okay, six months. Right. I was like, here's, that's just not true. That's just not true. <laughs> Shush. Here's here's the deal. The last time a Tai lost a match by DQ was in July. Damn that That's. Five months. That's crazy. So as yeah, like when's the last time that? a match ended in DQ? Okay, a month ago. Last month, but it was it wasn't them that got DQ'd, and uh, the match before that was in September, and Mayu got DQ'd. So, like, how the fuck did Mayu get DQ'd? It was the one where oh, I think she because oh, because yeah, she yeah. no, she did the Eddie Guerrero spot. Attempt number three. <laughs> um, yeah, so the main could go either way. Uh, the main event is a Ryugoku Outpost tag match. It is Utami Hayashishta and Tam Nakano versus Suri and Sayakamitani. So we'll have to wait and see there how those two teams interact. Obviously, this is uh, the preview match of the red and white belt matches. Uh, predict Utami and Suri to have their typical exchange. Uh, Tam and Saya will probably try and beat them. I don't really know. I'm yeah, there's no way there's a clean finish here. Well, I mean, obviously it's a clean finish, but there's no way there's a, a cut and dry finish, if you will. Yeah, that's true. I'm pretty sure the last post tags I had went to Julia pin Momo or something, or did it go to a draw? I can't remember. Wait, why would Momo be in an outpost deck? When do they? Oh yeah, I guess Dreams of the last year. For Osaka, yeah. Osaka. That was the last one I remember. Uh, so oh yeah, it was it was uh Shuri and Momo, versus. Yeah. Oh, wait, Shuri and Momo won that one, I think. So. Yeah, they I did. Didn't... Oh, but it was because yeah. it was because Utami and and Julia couldn't get along. That was what it was. I see. Yeah, I could see that happening. Shuri and Saya here, to be honest, because I I know they kind of had that really. Uh, interesting match in the GP where they kind of beat the shit out of each other. So, I mean, so did Utami and Tam. Honestly, That's I think actually. actually the most exciting part of this match is that uh, Tam is trying to get uh, Utami to sing the entrance music. Um, so I Amazing. hope she does that. Yeah, that would be because she great. she has that one video of her karaokeing the the tag music or the the Tam's music um, backstage while it was playing, and she was like going crazy, and I was like, man. Why can't Utami be like so cool in on the in the ring? Like she's like so funny and so wholesome and cool. She needs to be more like Koguma. I think everybody needs to be more like Koguma. Just a bit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, gotta steal stuff, I guess. <laughs> Just <laughs> oh man. Dude, oh my god, I know that like we probably shouldn't be pontificating whatever because the recording keeps fucking up, but I so want Koguma to enter her Toro Yano era and just steal the goddess belt. 
and then like yeah. that leads up to their ma- like no. just steal it no. just steal it yes no. yes he has to yes. steal the pink RS belt <laughs> oh shit yeah that too just steal something i just want her to steal something like dude just like steal a belt like i remember oh man it was one of the worst storylines of like 2019 but it was so funny because it was like a terrible god match and then out of nowhere yano who was completely irrelevant like he was doing nothing just walks out and takes the belts in the middle of the match and walks away with them it's like i'm just gonna take yeah i'm, I'm a good like and it was just out of like it was out of fucking nowhere i need koguma to steal something she needs to steal a belt like she needs to or like challenge for the white belt and just steal it like just steal it from saya oh man that'd be so fun i am so ready for that modern day mugger the bear koguma you know what this has firmly i've firmly lost this um that's the shows that are happening this weekend uh i look forward to the outpost tag the azuki konami i think there's a good match on that other show it should be a fun time but, Momo's yeah, last before. Queen's Quest matches. Yeah, very, very sad times. Um, but you know, I'm I'm very worried <laughs> that the recording thing is gonna go again. So um, yeah, we can let's rush, rush the finish, to this kid. finish line. Yeah. So if you wanna stand, you may stand. If you wanna sit, you may sit. Believe today, shine tomorrow, you decide what you believe in. Ejo. Ejo. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.